Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley of Matt Riley Fly Fishing. How you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm doing great, Marvin. How are you? Just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, Check the weather before I hit the record button with you, and it looks like you're kind of in a kind of seasonable pattern for your neck of the woods, probably temperatures in the the mid to upper 80s uh, with pop-up thunderstorms. Uh, What are you expecting on the water? Yeah, um, that's about that's about right. Um, and uh, the uh, you know those pop up isolated thunderstorms are sort of uh, you know they're not a big threat when it comes to stream flow um, unless they hit just that that sweet spot that you know up in the headwaters of a of a trout stream or or uh, you know some bigger river tributary or something like that. Um, but in general, you know, our smallmouth fishing has been great. Um, our our spawn this year in Virginia had, was sort of on average about a month behind um, the historical average. Started probably the second or third week of May, and so we're just sort of now transitioning from spring to summer, or at least that's what it seems like um, from from being on the river. I started noticing. About the 26th of June, week, week and a half ago, um, fish sort of abandoning their, their spring locations, you know, for the last few months, it's been, it's been pretty predictable as, as to where the fish are going to be. Um, they have sort of abandoned some of those spots. They're definitely in transition. You see them sort of moving around in random spots in the river that uh, that don't really make sense relative to spawning activity or, or, or spring locations. And um, so right now, you know, smallmouth fishing, we're primarily covering water. I'm just trying to fish everything, um, picking fish up in some sort of, sort of random spots. Um, but I expect over the next week or so for things to kind of, uh, settle down the fish to move into their their spring uh spring or sorry not spring summer uh locations and and set up and and be there for the big sweet uh sweet spot that summer is in the world of the smallmouth but uh that's what we've been seeing on the on the big rivers the new is the new is, has been high pretty much all spring it's still a little on the high side um and it's not really dropping it's just been stable um the radford gauge has been running a little over five thousand for the last couple of weeks without uh without much rain um sort of raising the upper river to to give the the people that control the dam much reason to keep it running that high so it should start to drop off here pretty soon um back down to a little little lower a little more fishable um levels but that said i have done a couple of trips up there um, over the last couple of weeks and and it's been pretty good you know the like i said we haven't had a ton of rain to dirty the water up so clarity's been good um it's just a little on the high and swift side but uh yeah that's what the smallmouth fishing is looking like well that's good so i guess from a tip and tactic perspective that sounds like that means poppers early and late and then kind of uh mid column stuff during the day yeah uh with the i mean with the the swifter water on the new uh you know the main stem it's it's uh 
I mean, we've been catching some fish on top water, um, catching fish on streamers, you know, fishing subsurface and, and those higher flows, it's a little easier to, to more effectively cover water and, and get in front of fish. But, uh, you know, where we've got lower flows and some of our smaller rivers and tributaries, you know, top water works just fine. Um, it's just a little different program than we were working, you know, several weeks ago where, you know, the fish were in, in, uh, consistent spots and, and you could pretty much row through water that, that wasn't protected or that was too swift and just fish those, those slow moving or, or, uh, real pockety sections of river where fish were set up, um, to spawn, you know, a month ago. Um, right now, you know, the fish are just everywhere. I mean, the last, Everywhere, but nowhere in particular. The last smallmouth trip I ran, um, our biggest fish came out of like eight inches of water um, that was, you know, fairly swift, uh, you know, on the bank. It was basically like jogging speed water, not where they would have been a couple of weeks ago. Um, more than likely not where they'll be throughout the most of the summer, but they're just, they're just moving right now. So however you can... Um, feel like you're efficiently getting in front of fish and, and covering all the all the different habitat types, um, I'd say that's the way to go. Got it. And we've got a question from Andy on the smallmouth front. Uh, Andy lives in northern Virginia, so he's kind of fishing kind of the upper upper Shenandoah Valley uh, for smallmouth. But he really was looking for tips on, you know, what to do if you have to wade fish for smallmouth because you don't have a boat. Yeah, um, that's a that's a good one. Um, I would say more than anything, you're just, you're just looking for, I mean, it sounds kind of dumb to say it, but water that you can easily wade and, uh, you know, ideally sections of river that, that you can wade for a good long ways. Uh, maybe that have, maybe that have some bigger, bigger ledges in them with pockets and that kind of thing, or, or sort of, uh, you know, more, uh, like isolated spots, you know, you're probably not going to be able to wade fish effectively a big, long, deep flat because one, um, you know, you'd probably be up to your, your armpits or deeper. Um, but also, you know, you got flat water. So wading through it fairly aggressively will, will sort of put fish off and, and that kind of thing. But when I've, when I've wade fished for smallmouth, you know, there's a smaller river near my, my house that I, I fish on foot quite a bit. And when I was growing up, you know, they're sort of, uh, stations that you, you're always going to find fish in, you know, pockets behind rocks, little depressions, um, along the bank where you've got a log or something like that. Um, and then you can sort of reach into the, the, um, the deep, the tails of the deeper flats and stuff like that above and, and below the, shallower pieces of water that you can wade but um as far as as far as uh you know approach that's that's all i would say is just find water that you can effectively and safely wade and and it's not uh you know like i said it's got sort of more uh more stationary and precise um spots that might hold fish you know a big long flat where the fish can move around um and still stay out of current is uh, probably not your best bet at the same time you know a, a long ripply section of river that's you know average depth of you know a half a foot to a foot with no real holding water 
just because you can weight it, it's probably not going to be great fishing either. So, um, I would say keep that in mind and, and use, uh, use things like Google earth and satellite imagery to your advantage and, and look for those sections that, uh, they look fairly shallow and, and that have, you know, lots of big boulders or ledges and, and stuff like that in them. Um, but that, that's how I would start anyway. Yeah. And I guess the only thing I could think to add to that is to check with your local fly shops, right? Cause you know, Andy, you're not the only person that isn't fishing for smallmouth out of a boat and, you know, I'm more familiar with central Virginia. Um, and you know, so for example, I could tell you that if you went to downtown Lynchburg and went to Percival's Island, you could wade out into the James river from there, uh, and catch smallies, but there are plenty of places, um, you know, kind of on the upper James too, but, uh, I would just check with your local fly shops. Yeah, that's a good, great point. Cause I mean, like you, to your point, you know, uh, most people don't have folks. So, uh, the fly shops probably get that question a lot and, and, uh, you know, it's something most people don't start smallmouth fishing with a boat. So almost everybody has, uh, has done it before and, and, and knows the, uh, the, uh, life of fishing on foot and its limitations and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And we love questions on the articulate fly. If you send us a question, probably the best way is, uh, on one of our social media pages on maybe Facebook or, uh, Instagram, if we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and you'll get into a drawing for some cool stuff from Matt at the end of the season. And, you know, we have the tradition, Matt, about talking about what you're writing, but I, I know you had a quick announcement about your, uh, Smalley school that you wanted to make before we talked about what you were writing for the rural Virginian. Yeah. So, um, well, I'll, I'll address your first point first. Unfortunately, I, well, Fortunately and unfortunately, I've just been slammed with guide trips the last uh, last couple of weeks, and didn't actually get anything in the rural Virginian for this week. But uh, uh, tonight or tomorrow, I'll sit down and and crank out next week. So I haven't quite figured out what uh, what it's going to look like yet. But uh, but that's on the docket here soon. So next time we talk, there'll certainly be uh, some material there. But yeah, our uh, our Riley Rodcrafters annual summer smallmouth camp um we had to reschedule due to a few cancellations from people who understandably weren't going to be able to make it um because they have the hot planes and and fly across the country and that kind of thing um so we've pushed it back to september 27th through the 29th um which is you know late enough to where you know we can uh all of uh all the guides involved, we were still able to work out some free dates that we all had in common. Um, but we should also still have some, some, uh, great topwater fishing and, and good flows and, and warm weather and all that. Um, and that's, it's two days of, of guided smallmouth fishing on the new river and, and a few other, you know, world-class smallmouth streams in, in Southwest Virginia, um, with some of the best guides from the, the area and uh includes three nights of lodging and meals and and uh the hosts are chris riley my dad the owner of riley Rodcrafters, and then joe mahler who's a uh marvin you've done an interview with before but he's a casting instructor from down in florida um and, and just a great guy to be with in general um so uh with him there it makes it a great uh event for for people who are just sort of getting into fly fishing or have trout fish their whole life and interested in learning to throw flies at smallmouth or the whole gamut. So, uh, if, uh, 
if you're looking for more information, don't hesitate to get in touch with me and, and we'll get you, uh, get you set up. Yeah, that's, that's really good to know. And, you know, folks, um, you know, Joe's got a great way of teaching casting and, uh, he's a great guy to be around. And, you know, that's kind of a pretty awesome situation, you know, uh, you know, Matt, uh, I know you're really humble, but you know, you've got kind of, you know, that entire kind of Chuck Craft family of guides is going to kind of come and guide these folks. And so if you're, you know, really want to learn, um, smallmouth and the craft of fishing for smallmouth from, you know, people that learn from one of the masters, uh, in that part of the world, um, you really owe it to yourself to go and, you know, great people, um, you'll learn a ton and, uh, it sounds like a great time. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I enjoy it just because, uh, you know, our, our guests in the past have been awesome, but also, you know, just the guides are, are some of our best friends and, and fishing buddies that, that I've been able to find. So it's, uh, you know, everybody involved just a swell human being and it, it's always a great time. So we're looking forward to it, you know, definitely hoping we can make it happen. Um, and we'd love to fill it up with, uh, with, uh, more local people too, if we can help it this year. So, um, so yeah. Well, there, there you go. And the bonus is it won't be so hot. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I mean, it's, uh, dang, the last couple of days here, you know, we're, we're fairly lucky that we're at a little higher elevation than, than back home or where you're from in central Virginia there, Marvin. But, uh, you know, we've been hitting 90 pretty consistently the last couple of days and our water temps on the smallmouth rivers are coming up and it's, uh, it's getting warm. So, uh, it's hard to complain knowing that people two hours away are dealing with a hundred degrees, but, but it's still hot. Yeah, dude, it's, I don't know, you know, August fishing for smallmouth when it's sunny, it's pretty darn hot and Lord knows it's humid. Yeah, it is. Well, listen, before I let you hop and uh, get to the word processor, why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can help fill out the rest of your guide calendar? Yeah. Yeah. The website is, is Matt Riley fly fishing. And, uh, as usual, you know, my phone number and, and, uh, social media contacts and everything are on there. So however you feel comfortable reaching out love to hear from you july is pretty much uh book solid and i've got some stuff left in august but uh love to hear from anybody that's that's decided to get on the water this summer absolutely and folks you know it's the smallmouth fishing's only going to get better you owe it to yourself to get out and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines matt all right thanks marvin <laughs>